Hello, welcome to episode number 23 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality Practice, Blooming with Gracie Hu. Today I'm going to talk about envy, how to identify and cope. No one likes to admit that they feel envy, but uh, it's so normal, it's so natural for us human beings. Well, if you were feeling envy, of course you know right? But how can you identify if someone is envy of you? And how to cope, how to deal with in case of you feeling envy or someone feeling envy of you? What to do? Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years already. An astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice already. And I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement, people who really want to get better, to improve. And I help them to get in contact with their inner and hidden forces and intelligence in their unconscious. Because I can access your unconscious and do soul retrieval, work with your sabotaging subpersonalities. And once you get in contact with those forces and intelligences in your unconscious, you can establish a good relationship with them and having them working for you, changing things in your life. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. So you really need to have a good relationship with those forces in your unconscious so they can work to change your reality, the effects in your life. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. This is something that requires a lot of humility from an individual to admit that he or she has it, right? Some people even invented the term white envy, at least here in Brazil, in Portuguese, white envy, to soften the image of those who admit feeling it, meaning that it's a good envy, not with evilness. Such is the shame and guilt of assuming that feeling. But envy is envy, no matter what color they want to give, right? I don't need to define envy, because everyone knows what it is, right? After all, you have felt it at least once in your life, uh, to some degree. Everybody, actually. I want to talk about how it arises and evolves many times because in addition to being unpleasant at first to those who feel it, it can lead the person to act in a sabotaging way in their relationships. So let us begin by admitting without judgment that this is something natural in human beings. Okay, you see someone enjoying something you don't have and you would like to have it as well, whether it is a characteristic, skill, life situation or material object, it doesn't matter. So far, so good. Okay, 
the inconvenience begins when that feeling of envy arouses negative reactions in you, such as destructive attitudes. The fact is, our materialistic and neurotic society teaches us from an early age to compare ourselves with others. Even parents compare their children. Why don't you behave like your brother? Why aren't you like your sister? Particularly nowadays when the internet is constantly overexposing models of perfection and success. And of course, no one feels bad about someone they consider inferior, right? Discomfort arises when the other seems better or superior in some way, no matter how silly. Note that I said seems because it's a matter of how we perceive things. Well, it all starts with the illusion of upper and lower, better and worse. In fact, each of us is unique and experiences situations consistent with their uniqueness at the moment or their level of consciousness. The simple act of comparing oneself with another person already denotes how much they are not unconditionally accepted to the point of needing references to feel more or less adequate. And this is precisely where the root of envy lies in comparison. Someone with an inferiority complex will unconsciously prefer to compare themselves with someone they judge less than themselves, to feel more, better. And the more they criticize negatively and disdains, the greater will be their need for compensation, the source of which may be in a completely different situation. For example, the husband who disparages his wife and children for feeling professionally incompetent. On the other hand, the person with low self-esteem who instinctively judges themselves always less in relation to others tends to compare themselves with who they consider better than them in any aspect, it doesn't matter. Obviously, whenever someone places another on a higher step, they automatically put themselves on a lower step. And here is my point. Envy comes precisely from feeding on this illusion of being less or having less than the other person, even experiencing discomfort. See, feeling or not envy is not a choice we make. It happens when we least expect it. Suddenly, you see a person who has something you would like to have but doesn't have and then comes the feeling that everyone knows well but hardly admits even to themselves that envy. Yeah, yes, it is uncomfortable to feel that, but uh, we cannot deny to ourselves, right? So, the point is not to deny the feeling as if it labels you as a bad person. This is an evil that the world has planted in there. It's ugly to be jealous. It's ugly to feel envy. Good people do not feel it. How much nonsense. The point is what you do with that feeling. You can adopt a positive attitude and use your desire for that thing, that situation, that object. You can use your desire for that as an inspiration. Something like, 
I don't have it yet, but one day I will, and I will work for it. Evidently, in this winning mentality, you yearn to have not the others, but yours in the best style. What is mine is kept and waiting for me. Looking positively, envy is a way for your soul to say to you, I want that kind of good thing for you. Eliminate your resistance and negativities and help me materialize that and much more in your life. If you don't have it already, it's because you don't give me the means to create this in your existence. I'm nudging you to wake up to your dearest desires, which deep down are also mine. So, see how the point of view makes all the difference in dealing well with the situation. If you consider that discomfort in your chest when you feel envy is just the way your soul found to poke you somehow to make you realize how you really want that because when you fulfill is your soul fulfilling through you so of course your soul want the best for you want you to be happy because it knows where your happiness is and the best and fastest way to get there the only thing that you really need to do is to work with your soul for your soul helping your soul to give you all the best but that's exactly what you don't do because you are too rational you are always listening to your ego in your head in your mind so you don't pay attention to your soul and uh, that's how you should see envy in a positive way it's just my soul telling me i want this for you so help me help you See, envy is not necessarily a bad thing. It depends on how you see it. There are two ways when envy arises. Taking the other person is a good model to be followed, which arouses motivation to try to get where he or she is or even go further. Or when the individual feels like incapable or impotent to do so because they have low self-esteem and that comes from the illusion of feeling defective. Then that person becomes paralyzed and that envy, which could serve as a lever for his progress, turns inwards and starts to consume him slowly. Unfortunately, what is the reaction of many people when they feel envy? Those who have low self-esteem and are passive and conformed adopt the losing mentality of this is not for me, I will never make it. And if they have a revolted side, they will find it unfair not to have that. Like, why him and not me? Why does she have all that and I don't? And if the envy person has a narrow, ignorant and unethical mind, they will think like, I want what the other person has and I will take it for myself. See different levels of reaction when feeling envy. Not only will the subject in question tend to feel more and more inferior when faced with people in situations similar or better to those who arouse envy. 
but if he has to live with the initial target, he may become harmful, really. For example, imagine a woman emotionally dissatisfied, whether she is badly married or alone, whatever, it doesn't matter. She is not satisfied emotionally speaking. So she suddenly finds herself in front of a friend who found a nice guy and is happy with her new romance. The happier the friend is, the more the envy will hurt deeply in the frustrated woman, of course, causing irritation and desire to distance. And why? Because she will try unconsciously to eliminate the annoyance, the discomfort she's feeling with the envy. At this point, I hope I have made it clear that the degree of envy is directly proportional to the low self-esteem and accommodation of the person who prefers to remain in an illusory position of inferiority rather than doing something positive for themselves. It's obvious that someone like that tends to be bothered by anything, that is, they are always comparing themselves, measuring themselves in relation to others. The best thing for them, apparently, would be to walk only with people they thought were inferior or not so happy in order to feed the illusion of constant self-assertion. So. If someone is always comparing themselves to others and feeling less, having less, uh, inferior, well, they should walk only with people worse than them, right? <laughs> so they can feel fine and better all the time. However, life usually brings what it has to do at the moment according to the need for growth. The more one is dissatisfied in one area of life and doesn't take a mature step to improve, the greater the chance to appear someone close who enjoys exactly what they want so much. Yes, it's really yelling, like the woman with no one almost climbing the wall so desperate for having a man and the friend more and more radiant with the new romance. I always say that life used like a magnifying mirror to force us to see what we don't want to see, what we deny in ourselves. So the more the envy hurts, the more difficult it will be to ignore that we want that too, what the other person has, right? If the person has the maturity to recognize that they can also have such an achievement instead of getting stuck in envy, it's a good start. Because as I said before, deep down, this discomfort or pain depending on the intensity is just your soul saying or yelling when the person refuses to hear that your soul wants that to be happy. When we accept the claims of our soul and we are willing to do what is necessary to obtain them, to grow, to accept change, to let go of what no longer serves, then envy ceases to bother us so much and it is replaced by trust in ourselves. But how many have such a level of maturity? 
And here I will talk about subpersonality. And if you have no idea of what a subpersonality is, especially a sabotaging subpersonality, there are more episodes in my podcast talking about this and with, I think, 14 examples of sabotaging subpersonalities. It's uh, just to be very short, it's uh, an autonomous entity in your psyche, in your unconscious, working behind the scenes of your unconscious to attract and create circumstances, situations in your life. In the first moment, it seems that uh, the sabotaging sub is really sabotaging your life, but deep down, it is protecting you from potential harmful and painful situation that you cannot cope with and so it, it is really protecting you by avoiding you to go through that experience that you want so much and that's why it seems to be sabotaging your life because your unconscious is very powerful those forces and intelligences there really create your reality so back to the subject there are people with an angry and destructive subpersonality who slowly accumulates envy like a poison that sooner or later tries to inoculate their prey. The process is not always conscious. I mean, not always does the envious person realize how much anger and contempt they are feeling for another. Deep down, these negative feelings are developed concerning themselves. After all, the more they live with someone they think is superior, the more they feel like crap and the less they are able to be happy for the success of others, becoming bitter. And what if the person refuses to admit that they feel envy because they think it is bad? After all, they consider themselves so good or they believe they are very good, especially if they are more spiritual or religious. Because in this case, it's very likely that the person has what I call spiritual vanity. You know, that vanity of being a good person. The more someone tries to be good and to be an enlightened person, denying their dark and imperfect side, the more they feed it because they are giving too much importance of not being like that. Of course, a lot of their energy is feeding their dark side. And that is why I suspect people who are too good, too nice, too straight because greater chance of having a monster hidden and locked in the basement of their unconscious thirsty for blood and revenge because they deny what they consider their ugly side right so the monster keeps growing in their unconscious and at some some moment the creature will escape from that prison and look for revenge for having been treated so badly and being ignored. So everything you deny in yourself and you repress will grow in your unconscious and turn against you eventually. So repressing envy is not a good idea. It's that story. It's not because you deny something that it ceases to exist. The more a person swallows silently and spitefully the envy they feel of another, the more they are feeding frustration in themselves. Over time, frustration turns to anger, 
inevitably and may even evolve into hatred. But in general, this poison begins to power in the anger stage. If the individual already has a tendency to easy irritability, short temper and more or less violent aggressiveness, the anger tends to be expressed verbally in the form of attacks of criticism and intolerance. Why? Because anger is an energy, right? And like any energy, it needs to circulate and when retained, live somewhere. It has to escape somewhere, somehow. It doesn't matter. So if someone with that level of anger, because they accumulated a lot of frustration from envy, if they have a short temper, they are very impulsive and they have this tendency to be more aggressive. It's easier to see them expressing that anger verbally, as I said, in the form of a text of criticism and intolerance. The teasing can be with small things, nonsense that normally wouldn't bother, but the person in a sudden and uncontrollable attack distills their wickedness with pleasure, real pleasure, to strike, to hurt, diminish, humiliate the one who they have envied, their target, or the one they continue to envy so much and for so long. The greater the envy and inferiority feeling of the envious, the more virulent and biting the attack, or rather attacks because it's too much poison to be inoculated just once. What is the antidote I recommend for defense? Well, I suggest what I call self-possession, being very sure of yourself and not give much importance to what other people may think or say about you and have what I call also filter in the ears, really filtering what other people say and you let go through your ears and impress your mind. Because if you are too insecure or vain to the point of giving a lot of importance to what other people say, you are more open to whatever comes from them, right? And the same door that the compliments go through is the same door for the criticism. So if you get dazzled so easily with compliments, you will be hurt easily with negative comments and criticism will hurt you very easily. Well, I just talked about the person with short temper, right? And showing their anger in a, an aggressive way through words. On the other hand, if the envious person is too intentionally good and peaceful and nice, and have you noticed that I use the word too intentionally with irony? It's to refer to those who, out of vanity, insecurity, and desire for acceptance, strive to be nice all the time, the pleasers. So if the envious person is a pleaser, their poison will come out in a much more subtle way. After all, they care a lot about what others think of them and don't want to ruin the relationship and lose contact with the one they envy as there is an affection involved. 
when it's not interest or convenience, but uh, if there is a real affection and the anxious person and their target may even be friends who get along, right? Not realizing that the origin of everything is in their illusions. They believe that the cause is external. So, to eliminate the pain of envy, they start to try to destroy their target. In this case, we see small acts of sabotage or passive-aggressive gestures or phrases. Pay attention, because it can be subtle enough to go unnoticed. Also, if you have good sensitivity, a more developed sixth sense, a good intuition, you will be able to feel the evil energy in the words, like an intentional snake bite to launch the poison at you. And if you don't have a good intuition, if you think you don't even have an intuition, you don't, you know, feel anything, there's a way to develop your intuition, which is getting contact with your unconscious forces so they can work for you, warning you for dangers, for example, invisible dangers, and like this, an anxious person. And how can you improve your intuition? Well, you can talk to me at the end of this episode. I will give you my contact and there's a way I can put you in contact with your unconscious forces and intelligence. And in just one session, you will have that contact and the rest is up to you. You have to exercise and improve your relationship with your unconscious. So, the passive-aggressive manifestation can come as a constructive criticism here, a slander behind your back there, a cheering for the other to get burned, an angry and even stupid phrase, the well-known kick, you know, when someone kick you with a phrase or a word, or another subtle attack later on. Also, as an explicit irony, more for sarcasm, what is the difference between irony and sarcasm? Sarcasm has more evilness and is, has more poison, you know, the intention to really put the finger into the wound. And the passive-aggressive manifestation can also come as a seemingly casual and innocent comment whose criticism and disapproval are implicit, something like that. Yes, you are really intolerant. You are really stubborn, proud or a difficult person. See, again, trust your intuition if it turns on a red warning light when you feel the attack energy coming along with the words. Because when we say something, there's always energy behind our words. Your instinctive defense system is your best ally. Other examples of passive-aggressive manifestation. Small gestures of aggression and contempt such as not paying much attention, forgetting important dates, uh, like they pretend to forget, but uh, their intention is to hurt you. Not returning calls, not responding to messages. In practice, the other person can schedule something with you and forget, not make it, give up just in time or keep you waiting. 
In fact, the more important the event is for you and they fail, they let you down, the greater the unconscious intention and not confessible of letting you down as revenge or punishment for feeling so bad and inferior with envy. And you know, at those times, an excuse is like an ass. Everyone has one, right? <laughs> an excuse is like a nose or a mouth or an ear. Everyone has one. It can also happen that they borrow something from you, preferably something that you really like, and uh, what happens? They damage or lose it. Just another passive-aggressive way to punish you, to hurt you. And all by accident, without intention, of course. But here we are talking about repression and the power of the unconscious to spill out repressed harmful content, creating life situations. There are cases of envious people who, without realizing it, sabotage a sincere and loyal friendship simply because there comes a time when they can no longer deal with frustration and anger and unconsciously go on the attack in an attempt to destroy the other person in an indirect way. That is a very unconscious thing. In such a case, anyone with a minimum of common sense realizes that something is wrong and walks away. After all, no real friend would do certain things and be so disloyal, right? Also, feeling sorry for the envious is not constructive. Why? Because it's the same as affirming their inferiority. In addition to connecting with their negative energy, every time you feel sorry for someone, you consider them inferior or powerless, you connect with their negative energy, the worth part of them. And there is another point to consider. Whoever feels less always tends to think that others owe them different treatment. After all, they are a poor person, right? Unlucky person. What is the consequence? It's the type of person who is never satisfied, always demands this or that, usually attention, consideration and approval. And they always want to please all the time. You know people like that, right? The pleasers. Anyway, they are boring, they are vampire people who are always trying to suck something, especially when they feel more inferior and envy attacks, making them seek compensation. And that is why, on a personal level, I prefer to relate to those who have good self-esteem. Not because I'm afraid of someone else's envy, no, but because as unconscious frustration and anger build up, the relationship gets more and more toxic. And since it's hardly the envious person who ends the relationship, the best thing is to keep a distance of this type of person. And why did I say it's hardly the envious person to end the relationship? Because channeling their anger to destroy, downgrade, despise and attack the other is what relieves their frustration. 
And there is also the case of the envious who admires, even consider someone as an idol and they can try to copy buying a similar car, for example, if they adore or worship someone so much. They can imitate the hair, for example, the same dress style and even wearing the same clothes and talking and acting the same way. That is crazy, right? Yes less bad but the search and perhaps even the commitment to obtain the approval and esteem of those who inspire them can result in an unconscious attitude of vampirism yes they are probably vampires energetic vampires when on the other hand the envious person goes on the negative path without realizing it they usually give a warning sign very unconscious, that is contempt, whether in the tone they use to say something with the intention of hurting, poking or in the silent look. And oh, the look of envy, it's unmistakable. Usually the target doesn't perceive the evil in it. So if a friend of you comments about it with you, do not hastily refute with uh, he, she, no way, he or she is my friend, you must be mistaken seeing something that doesn't exist. Often in a friendship, it's more difficult to see these signs of destructive behavior since because we like each other and have more complicity, we tend to be more naive and expect only the best from the other person, right? It's that attitude of, if I am one way, I assume that others are like that too and would not act with me in bad faith. But let's face it, time goes by, people change and sometimes they change for the worse. So what I recommend here is, if someone tries to warn you about another person, just start paying more attention to their general behavior, okay? As the saying goes, prevention is better than cure, always. If envy can be cured, even more the level of anger has been reached because then the intention is already to attack, diminish and even destroy in a certain way the target. At this stage, my friend, it's best to get away because the relationship has already become toxic, harmful, even though there is still an apparent mutual affection, which may be nothing more than falsehood and hypocrisy on the other side. If the other one hopes you get burned, nothing more natural than wanting to be around when it happens, right? To enjoy when watching from the front row and knowing the details. That's why you really need to pay attention because the envious person wants you to get burned and they will enjoy every moment of your fall if you give them all the details. Here is a question. Does envy stick and cause harm like a kind of plague or curse? Well, it's notorious that the look of an envious person can dry up and even kill a plant or make an animal sick. The effect on a human being will depend on the openness and importance given to the envious person. 
you know, the one sending the negative waves. For example, imagine a daughter who doesn't even dream that her mother, instead of loving her and wishing her the best, actually dies of envy of her youth, beauty, joy, independence for working and earning her own money, uh, her freedom to go out and travel, her health, and even her young, handsome and good character boyfriend. Yes, there are mothers that really envy their daughter. And also the differential and preferential treatment the daughter receives from her father. And what she, the mother, wants most is to see her daughter get burnt, to ease her discomfort in the face of the good things her daughter has and she's so envious. Some mothers can be very competitive with their daughter, but uh, there are mothers who don't even try to compete. They just assume they cannot have, you know, like a young and handsome boyfriend. <laughs> and just cheer for their daughter to get burned somehow, to fail in life, so they will feel more comfortable with that bad feelings they have. So, as you can see, it's very common for the enemy to be very close, among the closest people who know more about us and our life and whom we trust most. If you trust someone, you tend to let your guard down, expose yourself more and give more value to what they tell you, right? Naivety and lack of vigilance in a person are like a computer without antivirus and firewall. I'm not telling you to be neurotically suspicious of everyone, no, just to be on the lookout for danger signs which may come in a very subtle way, or not when the attack is open, to conclude the matter. Just two more things. The more a person fears the envy of others, the more they are subject to feel envy too, and don't admit it, of course. In other words, they are an envious with great potential. And why do I say that? Because of the principle of projection. Everything you deny and repressing yourself, life will bring you in the form of a magnifying mirror in another person to force you to face it and uh, accept it and do something about those uncomfortable feelings that you will have with that projection. But people like that, you know, who really um, deny and uh, who really don't accept they have envy and repress that feeling at their current level of consciousness, they still compare themselves to others and feel inferior in front of them. Finally, you know, if you are the kind of person that always draw attention wherever you go because you have a good energy, I'm not talking about beauty, I'm talking about being charismatic and uh, very expressive and, uh, you know, the kind of person that uh, makes people like them very easily with no effort. If you are the kind of person, it's not you who has to turn off your light so as not to disturb others, okay? Let them wear sunglasses or get out of the way so they don't feel outshined. 
do not give importance, that is, do not bother with the inconvenience of others. If they are feeling uncomfortable in front of you, that's their problem, not yours. Keep being you. Don't be intimidated unless you want and enjoy making someone or everyone in general jealous. Unless you like to have other people envying you. There are so many people out there in social media who like to boast, to overexpose what they have and even what they don't have just to make other people jealous. Um, well, in that case, if you like other people to feel bad <laughs> comparing to you, if you are that open to what comes from other people, you are subject to everything that the eyes of others send you, from admiration and applause to envy and hatred. Because, as I said before, the same door through which compliments come in, so does criticism. If you are open to one of them, you are open to the other. So, in this case, hold on and don't complain afterward. So, if you are in a delicate situation with someone very dear, very close, you feel they are envy and uh, you don't really want, you don't know what to do because you like them, you don't want to break up, you know, to finish the relationship. Or if you are the person who is so insecure, with low self-esteem and uh, wants to uh, get better, if you want to work on your self-improvement, I can help you and how you can go to my website gracyhoo.com g-r-e-i-c-y-h-o-o.com and you can schedule a free 45 minute enlightenment call with me. I will need your data to raise your birth chart and on the exact date and time you choose I will call you and uh, with your birth chart I will be able to identify the main challenges you have in your life, the main lessons you are here to learn, and those repetitive situations, struggles that are always coming to you, you are always going through. And we can talk about this. I can shed some light into your consciousness. I'm sure it will be helpful for you. Because if we go through um, difficult and painful situations and we don't understand why, we can end up revolted, right? And, but if you can at least understand the why and the what for, it can make a lot of difference in accepting those situations. And uh, at the end of it, I will not only explain the whys, but I will also give you an option of what to do and how to do about it in order to solve those situations. And you won't be obligated to work with me, to do therapy with me, and not even a single session or two sessions. No, I will give you a plan and you will be free to do whatever you want with that information. Okay, it's just the way I found to help people during this endless pandemic, this rough time we are all going through. So feel free to book your free 45 minute enlightenment call with me. It will be a pleasure to talk to you or you can DM me through my Instagram account, which is at Gracie Who. 
I hope this episode was helpful somehow. So that's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.